Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Barca Times podcast. I'm your host, Jory Ankov, and today with me are Pukit and Aditya. Um, long time no see <laughs> after the, the last podcast that we had. Obviously, uh, very much uh, the, the landscape of Barcelona Football Club has changed quite a bit. Uh, very, um, how to say it, an interesting uh, full of, um, full of uh, circumstances week that just passed now. Uh, we had a new president elected. We reached the final of the Copa del Rey. Obviously, we went out of the Champions League. But uh, I think it's uh, much more positives to be taken out of this uh, week rather than negatives. But first, let's start with the with the uh, recently fresh, still in the in the memory of everybody, uh, game against Paris Saint Germain. And Aditya, I'm going to start straight away with you. Um, we had obviously a very interesting. Uh, approach and build up to that uh, semi-final, to that uh, round of 16 game, obviously, with uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Um, what, was your, what was your take on the overall performance of Barcelona in Paris? Verratti, after the game, came up with a really good uh, reply and he said that uh, they were not looking to uh, stay back and the way Barcelona attacked them, I think uh, they... Uh, they were forced to sit back and uh, I think uh, one of the main uh, most important things was that uh, even PSG like many people think that only Barca have demons in their past and if you look at PSG with Manchester United coming back and uh, so many other uh, teams that uh, they have faced destructions against so even uh, Koeman was right in saying that uh, attacking them first straight away was uh, very important and putting them on the back foot. Now, um, you obviously, um, the first half uh, was one of the best that we've seen for Barcelona in recent, uh, in recent times. Um, do you feel that uh, all the build-up and basically uh, the uh, new election of, the, of Laporte coming back, obviously, uh, the great uh, comeback against Sevilla for the Copa del Rey, do you think all these uh, things kind of generated uh, a little bit more um, positivity and that's why we had that first half and just the whole the whole game basically Barcelona never gave up and kept on pushing and pushing and pushing something that probably wouldn't have been possible uh, let's say in January if we had to play that game but just overall how do you feel that uh, Barcelona can move forward after that game I mean uh, first of all of course uh, uh, happy to see you back Joru in the podcast miss you so much and uh, secondly, I think you're right. Uh, the election of La Porta did play a role in the optimism and the fight that we put in, particularly in the first 45 minutes, didn't we? I mean, we created nine chances. Dembele had like a million chances to score. He was not clinical in front of goal and he was criticized by the fans on Instagram in the end. So that was a little sad for us. But we did perform really well in the first half. I mean, Pedri was on all fronts. I could not believe that guy just keeps getting better and better. And we're going to talk about his, uh, you know, national team debut possibly in the Euros uh, coming up and later on in the podcast as well. So loved our performance, possibly a start of something good. Uh, really loving the youngsters coming in. In Ilya, Elish Moriba, of course, Ricky Pooj is there. Trinka also got some minutes. Uh, and that messy goal in the first half. Of course, the penalty miss of, uh, was uh, sad. Uh, 
it should have been retaken there was uh, that thing from varati right and var was a shambles of course english referees have been criticized this season haven't they and if that penalty was retaken messi would have scored and the 2-1 score going into the half time would have you know boosted our morale <coughs> sorry a little bit but uh, i think uh, uh, that penalty miss really hit us hard mentally didn't it and uh, in the second half we just uh, could not perform as well we did in the first so that was there but uh, juru i want wanted to ask you one thing do you think the kind of season we've had given the season we've had the off the ball issues of the pitch issues with messi leaving and the elections bartomeu resigning laporta coming in and where we are in the league now domestically in the copa del rey of course we are not in the champions league do you think that kuman has done enough to cement his place for the next season for next season to be in charge and do you think that we've been rather harsh on kuman up till now this season um to be quite honest with you i'm i feel that obviously the judgment for uh should he stay or should he go i think should be um we should restrain ourselves of making like um final conclusions now because at the end of the day yeah obviously we went out of the champions league but um the team is still 6 points away from the top of la liga uh we have a game against atletico madrid uh coming in we have a game against real madrid coming in so the title is still pretty much a possibility but we have obviously a, a final in the copa del rey so um if somebody if somebody asked you uh in the beginning of the season now in march we're going to be second in the league and the final of the copa del rey um i think it would have been uh, people would have taken that <clears throat> and another thing that i think we need to not uh, not forget that easy is uh, the fact that pretty much the whole season has been just a mess um injuries obviously in that type of season and still barcelona has not been hit the worst with injuries but still the injury is a big factor still we have the um, um basically ronald kuman didn't have his best 11 uh until the new year so <laughs> we we didn't kind of hit momentum we didn't couldn't build momentum couldn't go into the season uh and just start to win game after game and uh, that happened in the new year so there's a lot of positives uh in the recent months but as well let's uh, wait until the end of the season if for example uh Ronald Koeman and Barcelona win La Liga and the Copa del Rey the guys having a double so <laughs> i don't know how somebody can uh, say that he shouldn't but, be next but year but if he job. does not yeah. win let's let's say he does not win anything this season let's assume that um, we don't win the La Liga and the Copa del Rey also uh do you think he still continues next well season? very very interesting that because depending on how they uh what happens in the season because um yeah it's going to be tough and very difficult if uh, the the team doesn't manage to win copa del rey uh being in the final and uh la liga obviously is six points it doesn't everything depend on barcelona but uh if they win the game so are the rest of the season uh, it depends on barcelona pretty much so um i think is is very difficult to to judge right now if the team implodes and uh, goes back into the old ways of the of the season when we just play and yeah if the goal if the ball doesn't go in uh, we settle for a draw or for a loss and that's about it and we move on if uh, that type of feeling comes back 
uh, yeah, maybe we can look for a change. But if the team shows the, the, the performances that they showed, um, especially in the first 45 minutes against Paris Saint-Germain, and against Sevilla, to be honest, in the, in the Copa del Rey, I think um, he should he should stay because the team is actually trying in the brain and not much of a reason to to change the manager uh, considering the fact that obviously the team is not um, how to say it, built for the manager or built um, uh, from the manager. So I think we, for now he deserves a little bit more time. Uh, did you do you think uh, as well that? Possibly we should wait until the end of the season or um, Ronald Koeman's kind of um, doing what he was brought to do. Like a scheme good kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Joro was right in pointing out that uh, um, we should give Koeman more time. But if, if you look at it, he's been uh, bringing many important uh, changes to the team, and especially in mentality-wise. If you look at... In the beginning, it was just the smaller games where he would come back after losing, and uh, he felt uh, the heads didn't drop after the, especially after the halftime talk. You saw that the players were more motivated and they wanted to fight and attack. And even if you look at the Belido's game and all these other games, and then now he's slowly bringing it to the big games, even like the PSG game and the Sevilla game. And then you know, even in the Sevilla game, till the end, I think till the 90th minute, they fought, 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 and. Uh, Something like that is very difficult to bring about because of all the scars that Barcelona had. So I think he deserves the credit uh, that many people don't give him. But uh, and in another perspective, even now with uh, he's been uh, before he used to fixate on the 4-2-3-1 formation. Now he's shifted to 3-5-2, and you can see the improvement in Busquets' uh, performance and uh, De Jong's performance, and um, even he's brought many good young talents through like Pedri and uh, uh, Iyash Moriba and all these uh, other Oscar Mingueza and Araujo is getting more chances. So I think um, if Laporta stays and uh, the team morale stays the same way, I think he might stay for another season. And yeah, very, very interesting point. And as well about the young geese, uh, the people that are coming in uh, that probably wouldn't have that chance in a normal season. Um, another thing is that people are mentioning a lot about uh, oh, Pochettino, um, uh, Nagelsmann, a lot of um, different names are thrown out there. But we forget that Koeman is a legend of the club and he delivered the first uh, European Cup for Barcelona. So, I and think interestingly, he... just to point out, just to cut you, sorry, interestingly, the rumors of Xavi has, have just gone away. I mean, well, yeah, how to did be honest, that happen? He's <laughs> gone away because Xavi, before it was... Uh, uh, plucked to be the sporting director, the the coach, uh, the, the general manager, and whatnot. Everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was Xavi. Yeah. So I think he's kind of now a little bit more uh, respectful to the to the whole coaching team of Barcelona. If we uh, stop mentioning just uh, new candidates and who should we bring and stuff like that, when um, six months ago we were just battering the whole team and saying that the players are not good enough, now we're looking for a new coach. So I think. Let's wait until the end of the season and see where the team finishes. <clears throat> Maybe what happens with Messi and stuff like that. The coach at the minute is not really the the most important thing uh, from my point of view. Um, so, well, with that being said, and the chances that we had, obviously we've spoken about um, the possibility of winning the Liga. The next game is on Monday, and this is um, against Wesker. 
with obviously a home game. Um, how do you feel, Aditya, the West is going to line up uh, for that game? And do you feel that they can, they can surprise Barcelona with anything? Huesca um, have, uh, at the turn of the year, Huesca has got a new manager in Pacheta, who was the manager of Elche before. And um, I think with him coming in, they have been more attacking, they have had more chances. I think if you see, they have uh, dominated Sevilla and the number of uh, good chances that they had. But uh, even though they have missed a lot of chances and their strikers maybe have not performed at that level, they have uh, even started dominating possession. Like if you looked at the previous Sevilla game, they dominated the possession about 65%, I think. So um, their uh, fullbacks would be the most important uh, aspect of their games. Javi Galan and uh, Mafio, they provide the width and they provide the crosses and uh, they provide most of the attacking threat. And then um, even if you if you remember uh, the two. Uh, the two star players, I think you could say, is uh, Mikel uh, Mik- Rico, who, is, who's, uh, who sits in front of the defense and uh, provides uh, crosses, and the Barca man, uh, Sandro Ramirez, who also scored a goal recently. So I think um, they'll, they'll also play with a 3-5-2 or 3-4-3 kind of formation, so it'll be, uh, it'll be a good watch for uh, seeing how Kuman will adjust to that. What? What do you and think about the Barca uh, lineup, uh, Polkit? Yeah, so interestingly, you point out the fullbacks, uh, important part of Huesca's game, and newly appointed manager. Of course, they're at the bottom of the table, so they'll be looking to, you know, uh, uh, really, really give us a hard time. But it's a home game, but uh, Camp Nou without fans is not Camp Nou, is it? Uh, so I think uh, we'll go with that, that same 3 5 2 formation. Uh, it, it has been working well for us lately. And uh, although Kuman went with a 3-4-3, if you will, against PSG in Paris, uh, but I think this for this one, he goes for the 3-5-2 with uh, Minguesa, Mtiti and Longley at the back since uh, PK is injured. Araujo, of course, will start on the bench. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Dest and uh, Alba as the fullbacks with uh, De Young, Pedri and uh, Busquets in, the midf- in midfield. And uh, maybe Messi and Griezmann up front. Although I would rather have Dembele, but he might go with Griezmann up front. So that's the thing because uh, Dembele provides us that width of you know running, running in behind the defense, uh, and that's not Griezmann's game, is it? So that's there. So that's how I think we'll line up and we'll play the way we've been playing lately. We'll press them high and uh, try to score, and you know just have possession, dominate the ball, and everything like that. Uh, so that will be it for Barca. And uh, what's your prediction, Yoru, for this one? Um, to be honest, I can expect a little bit of uh, maybe slight changes. Obviously not uh, full rotation because we know that uh, now it's coming into the business end of La Liga. And so um, pretty much full-strength team should be should be put out there to, to try to get the three points. Uh, but I feel, yeah, that... We're getting the three points. Probably a two-one uh, or a two-nil is my is my prediction. Nothing too too excessive. Nothing too <laughs> too dramatic. Give me a comfortable win and let's just move on. Uh, how about you, Pukta and Aditya? Aditya, you go first. You go first. I think uh, the last time, if you remember, it was almost, I think it was a one-nil. So I, I would go with the same prediction this time. 
Okay, so I'll just to be different. I'll go with the four-one win for us. <laughs> just you know, like the, the morale is boosted and we played really well. We put up a good fight against PSG. There are good feelings and stuff. So I think we would go with the four-one. <laughs> so yeah, Pokit is going for so. proper fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Proper fireworks. Uh, there has the been yeah, yeah, there have been uh, great news lately. Lots to discuss in the news. Uh, so get us uh, get us through the news, uh, Juru. Well, we have um, very few, um, not very few, but we have a few reports about uh, potential uh, expectations of the summer and what should uh, Barcelona do and what will they do. Obviously, just reports at the minute, but still, we're going to pay a little bit of attention to that. Um, we have uh, Fabrizio Romano mentioning that Barcelona is planning something big in the summer. And uh, another report is that um, Laporta is going to try his best to sign Haaland. Um, and uh, him and his technical uh, team consider Haaland to be an absolute priority this uh, uh, this summer. Um, and I want to, before I ask your opinion on this, I just want to combine that with the with the um, <clears throat> other piece of news that we got, and that is the rumors about uh, the players that are exiting. Uh, and names are being mentioned of uh, Neto, Junior Firpo, Antoine Griezmann, Felipe Coutinho, Pjanic as well, Breitveit. Uh, Mateus, which uh, <laughs> for the casual fans of Barcelona, they have no idea who this guy is, Mateus. But yeah, uh, do you guys feel that uh, we need to facilitate the exits of those of uh, some of those guys uh, to in order to to get some funds and go for somebody big like Haaland or potentially uh, obviously news circling about uh, Mbappe as well, which I kind of feel is a little bit more unrealistic, but. Um, yeah, just what's your what's your uh, picture and what's your opinion on that? How do you see Haaland coming to Barcelona this uh, summer? Uh, Aditya, you go first. Yeah. Signing Haaland is going to be really difficult for Barca, especially if you consider so many other teams are also looking for a striker. Like Bayern Munich is looking to replace Lewandowski and you see uh, Chelsea now, they, I think they have all the pieces they need except a striker because uh, Tammy Abraham is not being trusted as much, but uh, Werner is not doing so well, so they might also be looking at Haaland. And uh, if you look at the other side of the coin, you see that Komen is uh, really going after... Uh, uh, Memphis Depay and Memphis Depay has been doing really well in the French league even I think he's the second best player in the league at the moment if you talk about goal scoring uh, so um, I think it would be very difficult for Barcelona to get them but uh, uh, exit of players if you talk about uh, Neto and uh, was rumored to be uh, leaving this summer itself but then uh, Kuman was not sure about uh, the backup keepers and uh, Someone like Griezmann, uh, Coutinho, and if you talk about Pjanic, even they're like the top earners at Barcelona. And I'm, I'm surprised actually to see that Pjanic is uh, one of the top four earners of Barcelona. So I think when these players leave, it will be uh, much easier for uh, Laporta to finance Haaland. What do you think, Pulkit? I mean, I have discussed with, this with Joron from time to time, and I always say to him, he knows, Haaland is the dream. Haaland... Fati and Messi, that front three is the dream for me. I mean, that can be the, the most destructive front three there ever is. It will be for a short while because Messi is going to retire soon. And uh, yeah, 
So Haaland is the, of course the dream and you're right many clubs will be after him you forgot to mention Man City there because Aguero is leaving and he's also rumored to uh, you know be si- signed with Barcelona which I do not agree with because of his age and his wages and everything and I don't think Laporta is foolish enough to have Braithwaite Griezmann and uh, then sign Aguero even if he sells one of the two Braithwaite or Griezmann he will not sign Aguero uh, so I don't believe that's true so Haaland I think I'm very optimistic that it can be financed because he has a good relationship with um, you know, Raiola, the super agent, and he has a good relationship with Jorge Mendes as well, the Portuguese super agent, if you want to sign some some of his or any one of his clients. So I'm very optimistic if, of course, we can uh, lighter the wage bill, like you mentioned, the irrelevant players need to go. And I I believe that even the French duo of defense can leave Longley and um, Umtiti because Erin Garcia will come to Barcelona. Uh, Pep also confirmed this, and it was a no-brainer. He will be coming, and we might sign Alaba as well. Although his wage demands are high, Benita Harvey. Let's see what happens there. So I am very optimistic about Haaland. He of course we some is someone we do really need for the long term, and he is going to be a great addition to our team. So yeah, I am very optimistic, and he should. <laughs> I hope he signed him. So yeah. Um, another interesting point uh, and news coming out of the of Barcelona camp are about the uh, Ansu Fati that he's expected to start training on grass uh, in early April. Um, if the feelings that he get are good, then he will be able to help his team in the final stretch of the season. Obviously, late April and early May. Uh, but he could also be available for the Euros, uh, which is something that um, is coming as a positive news for, for the uh, Spanish national team. I'm not really sure if he's going to be uh, risked for the, for the Euros and um, depending possibly on his uh, performance at the end of the season, uh, if he's actually fit. But uh, I'm kind of... I have... Um, I have a thing uh, in my mind that probably we're not going to see him in the Euros, but uh, again... This is just pure speculation on my part. It's not something that I've uh, uh, read or heard or somebody told me. It's just a, it's just a pure speculation. But uh, it's something similar to the Van Dyke and Joe Gomez situation that <laughs> we're seeing reports that probably they're going to come back until the end of the season. But uh, some other reports are suggesting that they're getting ready for the Euros. So we just with those injuries, we never we never know. And as we saw. Um, Ansu Fati was scheduled to come back. The early reports were that he's going to play against Paris Saint-Germain. Obviously, that that did not happen. So, um, let's just wait and see on him a little bit. And definitely from Barcelona's point of view, I would prefer to, uh, for him not to be risked at the Euros and not to participate. But at the end of the day, we're going to see how this, uh, uh, this develops. Another positive um, <clears throat> positive news uh, in terms of the injuries was uh, Ronald Torojo. Obviously, completed his uh, training session uh, today, and he complete, um, was participating yesterday as well in the training session. So everything suggests that he will receive uh, the green light to take uh, part um, in the game against West on Monday. Um, Ronald Torojo was um, obviously injured himself pretty uh, pretty unlucky, to be honest. Um, he came back against uh, Sevilla. I think we tried to rush him a little bit back. Um, he got uh, the injury got aggravated again. So Ronald Koeman, also in his press conference uh, before the Paris Saint Germain game, said 
that Ronald Ruhu is kind of ready, but they don't really want to, to risk him again because obviously they've risked him one time and the injury got worse. So now they're kind of giving, um, giving time for him to, to get back to his full fitness and hopefully we're going to see him again uh, in action against Huesca. But guys, I want to take your opinion on, uh, as we've mentioned, obviously, Araujo and Fati. Um, as uh, their young talents uh, this season, they've kind of established themselves in the first team. Obviously, Fati going out with a long-term injury, but um, La Masia this season has been giving, has been providing some very, very uh, optimistic um, news, if you like. We have obviously Alex Cuyado, um, uh with stellar performances in um, in the Barcelona Bay. We have Alejandro Baudé. We have Angel Alarcón. Uh, Nico Gonzalez, all of them uh, were reported to um, to take part in the preseason with the first team, and that their performances uh, have impressed basically the first team coaching uh, coaching staff, and um, we potentially going to see them taking part in the in the preseason and hopefully in the first team next season. Do you think? With all of those um, positives coming out from the academy and uh, potential new mm, new youngsters who can develop and uh, help the first team, uh, are we <laughs> are we still um, living in kind of the Bartomeu world and just uh, okay, who can we bring in from outside uh, to help the team rather than just focus uh, for a season or two on the on the youngsters and see what they can produce? To be honest, uh, Aditya, what do you feel about that? Uh, first on the Araujo injury front, I uh, I think again for Huesca he shouldn't be rushed because if you look at the uh, next few fixtures, we have Real Sociedad, we have the El Clasico in April and then towards the end of the season when uh, we might probably be close to Atletico Madrid, we are playing Atletico itself, we are playing Valencia, we are playing Celta Vigo, playing Granada, we are playing Getafe, we are playing Villarreal, so all these cl- and the Copa del Rey final of course, so all these uh, fixtures are very very important and uh, it will be very important for Araujo to play them because uh, even against PSG, we saw that uh, Kuman doesn't trust Lengle and uh, Umtiti to play together. So he played Frankie de Jong at the back. So we, uh, we would prefer Frankie de Jong playing front and uh, three good centre-backs uh, if you're playing a 3-5-2 and uh, that would bring about probably the best chance for us to win anything this season. And um, if you talk about the... If you talk about the La Masia, I think... Um, before, I th- I was thinking that with uh, such a great uh, points gap, uh, players like Alex Foyzado and uh, Alejandro Balde and Alcaron and uh, even Jado Oriala, I think he is also uh, touted to be in um, the pivot position and take over probably Busquets' role and even Oriol Busquets who went out on loan. So these guys were, uh, I, I thought that they might get a chance because Barca season was over. But now that they're back in the title, I think it might not be so easy to just give them chances. But uh, I think Kuman will look at them in the preseason and uh, take a call penny on that. But uh, if you look at, uh, I think it's been a long, long time since we've had so many good talents come into the first team. And uh, this is really good for Barcelona because even financially they're not doing so well and uh, these players coming in has uh, made sure that we don't have to make such big signings. I think other than the striker position, we are covered in most of the areas. And um, yeah, makes sense to be honest. Uh, We're going to definitely 
follow that um, deep progression of the La Masia talents and just the the young uh, the young core of Barcelona in general. I'm going to take a closer look uh, with the coming coming uh, towards the end of the season. Um, and Pukita, this is a uh, news especially for you. Uh, obviously, it's not related to Trincao, unfortunately, but uh, is your second favorite Pedri. Uh, was called out by was called up <laughs> by the Luis Enrique this you, Monday. Uh, just yeah, take it away, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely well deserved. You know, Monday he might be getting the call up for the Spanish national team, and uh, it's very you know like a small word to say he he deserves it because what he has done this season for barcelona i think he can be arguably the best signing of the decade for us what we signed him for what 5 mil from la masia or la masia sorry las palmas and uh, you know with variables or whatever so he has been the 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 best player this season and the way he understands messi's game the way he knows where he'll ask for the ball where he would be where his position would be it's just you know it comes to him naturally and he's one of the youngest players on the pitch and he you saw how mbappe also in, in exchanged t-shirts with him at the end of the psg second leg game so of course well deserved uh, for the lad very happy for the lad and uh, although i just don't know who he replaces in the spanish national team i know it's a barca podcast not a spanish national team podcast but what do you think like with rodri Pedri and maybe Fabian Ruiz is the will be the midfield or Koke. Uh, what do you think, Joro? Um, yeah, the, um, the Spanish national team. I think uh, when uh, uh, Fati was healthy, and uh, but that was obviously before Pedri uh, came into the scene. But uh, when Fati was healthy, they had very very interesting options up front. Uh, Uh, Adama Traore was rumored to be on the one side, then uh, Fati on the other side. Um, the striker position was a little bit up in the air. The people like Alvaro Morata. I don't like Alvaro Morata for that team. But either way, um, with Pedri now coming in, this is just another option to uh, in front of Luis Enrique. He just basically uh, can pick uh, whatever team he wants. He can pick a finesse team with uh, Pedri, with Saul, with Koke. He can pick uh, a very, very, how to say, a robust uh, midfield. Uh, Fabian Ruiz, uh, Rodri is still in there, so there is a lot of, a lot of options in front do of think, Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that Pedri just walks into walks into the lineup? Because I think he does. On the on current form, in my opinion, yeah, hundred um, yeah, percent. Did, did you do you think Pedri is uh, like Pukki says, walking into that Spain team? Uh, seeing the versatility of Pedri, he doesn't even have to be played in midfield. Uh, you remember in the beginning of the season, and even against Juventus, he played as the left winger. I mean, left inside forward or whatever. So uh, he can be played there until Ansu Fati. Because uh, if you look at the Spanish midfield, they're literally loaded. You have Mikel Moreno, you have Fabian Ruiz, you have Dani Almo from uh, uh, Leipzig, you have. Uh, Uh, all these Marcos Llorente from uh, Atletico and all these other players, it, it, it might be a little difficult for him to fit into midfield. But then he can surely play many roles, and he's very, very versatile. So I think he might get a chance uh, in these Euros to play a healthy amount of minutes. Yeah, he's. I think you're right because uh, I remember that game, the f- uh, first uh, game uh, at uh, in Turin, 
against Juve. I think he picked the pockets of uh, Juve's defense and uh, he just tore them apart. I remember that game. It was one of his best games, I think, Pedri's. And I think Diabala exchanged T-shirts with Pedri at the end of the game. I think that is that is the case, if I am not wrong. So yeah, definitely Pedri is somebody that um, is going to develop very very nicely in the next uh, few years. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I kind of agree with um, with Pukit. If uh, Barcelona doesn't sign, I don't know, Holland or Mbappe or, or somebody like that, Pedri is definitely up there with um, for candidate of the signing of the decade because it's just his um, his overall quality and the way that he just fitted in into that team of Barcelona is just uh, it's like he's made to play in Barcelona and uh, yeah very 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 nice uh, acquisition by Mr. Bartomeu uh, <laughs> anyway uh, guys obviously I mean who would have thought of that who yeah. would have thought of that <laughs> who would have thought of that <laughs> The, at yeah. The, uh, yeah. In the uh, on the on the week of the elections, we're gonna be and obviously celebrating the new president. We're gonna give credit to Bartomeu. Anyway, <laughs> um, guys, we are coming towards the end of our of our uh, podcast. I just wanted to to ask you. We have uh, the news about it. Obviously, we've seen maybe a little bit of what possibly could be uh, under this new regime of uh, Laporta. Um, everybody had opinion before it, uh, who should be the president, uh, what should the club do, and all of these things. Um, just a quick uh, recap. Uh, Puki, do you feel that Barcelona and the socios made the, the correct decision by bringing him back uh, Laporta? And what do you expect uh, from, from him and just the general direction of Barcelona for the next years? So, of course, uh, he has that history with the club uh, and um, the sources know that what he can bring to the table, that's why he's elected and uh, he is someone who embodies the philosophy and he will obviously prioritize La Masia. He said to the Barca B team also that I want to see a lot of you in the first team. So that's a good sign. And you saw the PSG performance, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast also, that the La Porta effect was somehow seen and you know how he greeted everyone while they were boarding the plane from Barcelona to Paris. So of course he has that charisma to motivate the dressing room. He's very involved with the players also. So he's not he's a different kind of president. You know, you, you know, the way he cherishes the players, the way he's involved in the team and the project. So that's a good thing. Of course he has good people around him who have worked with him previously, who know the club very well. And uh, the club is definitely going in the right direction now. And uh, But also, because of the club's financial situation, because of Messi's future, which is still uncertain, because of, you know, a lot of older players so being sold and, you know, being phased out, especially like players like PK, Alba and Busquets, who will be treated, treated I would say, respectfully, they'll be phased out. So... There is a transition, although Laporta says that there are no transition years in Barcelona, but on the face of it, you see that there is a transition transition in place. So the fans have to be patient. Fans should not say Pedri is the next Iniesta, Puj is the next Xavi, Elias is the next XYZ player, you know, and Fatih is the next Messi. 
or if even if we manage to sign Haaland okay Haaland is the next Messi okay we should not put these kinds of labels on these young players i think we are better than that and we cannot expect another pep kind of thing happening that we if we appoint maybe Xavi if out of fame you know can't continue with Koeman for next two seasons that he's going to just you know win us the win us the treble and then Messi is going to have like that happy ending farewell with us and everything so i don't think we should set those kinds of expectations but it's a long term project it's going to take some time to build now the thing is that we have the right people in place we have the direction that that's that laporta is going to give us and we can hope for a bright future because and the one good thing which in our favor is that we have great young talent in la masia coming through la masia this season kuman has given what seven players six seven players of la masia or youngsters basically uh, uh, you know debut in the champions league including matthews by the way so there is optimism Uh, and there is trust with the uh, lamasia or the young younger players and uh, you know so good things will come but we'll just have to wait a while uh, what do you think aditya about all of this about uh, the club's future and uh, wh- where can laporta take us in the short and the long term maybe you would see the difference uh, of uh, laporta from the previous presidents by Uh, just looking at the celebration after the elections right uh, after the elections you could see the celebrations and they were singing the barsa anthem out loud with their hearts and you could see the what it meant to him and uh, even if you listen to what uh, pk has been saying or messi has been saying uh, they wanted the board and the president to make the decisions to own up to their decisions and be basically uh, lead the team in that way and laporta will surely make those decisions he will take all the hard decisions he will decide for the team he will not give the power to the players and uh, i think with his uh, type of personality it'd be easier to make salary cuts and um, sign new players and even signing players from uh, difficult agents might be easier because he has that negotiating power but uh, i think we'll see after he appoints the board and see see the uh, people who will be around him i think uh, then we'll get a more clear picture about uh, the style that uh, uh, he is going to appoint it is definitely um something that uh, as we as we've seen a uh, majority of the barcelona fans wanted to wanted to see happen so yeah laporte is the is the new president of the club as as you guys both of you mentioned the the reaction the um the actions after the election just everything uh, seems to be going into a positive direction uh again we just need to find a balance between um spending and just trying to bring in uh, the the world football stars into the club and um obviously continue with the barcelona way and establishing young players from the academy into the first team but for that uh, i think you you also mentioned the commons uh, had a great season in terms of uh, establishing young players so hopefully we see if uh, he continues on with the job and uh, just the general direction that barcelona is going to go through um in the summer is going to tell us a lot about uh, the the coming years if you want for the club so that will be everything from us today 
Um, thank you for listening to us uh, once again. Uh, from me, uh, Pukit and Aditya, we wish you a great weekend uh, and hopefully we see you soon uh, again with the more news about Barcelona, more uh, hopefully positive uh, performances. And by the time next time we speak to you, hopefully we're at the top of the league. Bye for now.